Bless everybody, this is Prophet Lovi, and I am more than blessed to be in your presence this evening. And I thank the Lord Jesus for his eternal mercies, his eternal goodness, and for who he is. I thank the Lord Jesus so much for this hour, and I thank the Lord for how he is going to speak to us, how he is going to bless us, how he is going to minister to us this evening. I want you to share... Um, I want you to share this, I want you to share this, and I want you to share this, and let somebody somewhere know that the prophet is live and God is going to bless us, and I will be continuing the power of a clear conscience, the power of a clear conscience, the power of a clear conscience, the power of a clear conscience. So I want you to be prepared, I want you to message somebody, I want you to let somebody know that prophet Elias is on and God is going to bless you in a way that you have never experienced the blessing of God before. Uh, this is such an important subject because this is the fuel to faith. If your conscience is not clear, if your conscience is not pure, your faith will be affected. Your faith will be affected. In order to walk with God and to, and to manifest all of God's desires in your life, the condition of your, your, of your soul matters a lot because your perspective and your perception becomes your reality. Amen. So if your conscience is off, then everything else that you also do will be off. If your conscience is off, then you will see life the wrong way you will see God the wrong way. You will pray for things the wrong way because you will not be in a state where you can receive anything from God. Wow. So believing for something is good. Nothing wrong with that. But you will not receive it if you have a, 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 a conscience that is clouded. Amen. You will not receive anything from God because God is always examining the hearts of men. So what makes God not give anybody something is not because they did not pray. You may have faith, but if it is connected to a conscience that is not clear, eh, God might not really do it. Because the way you see things determines how you will use them and determines how you receive them. So I want you to share this because I'm, gone, I'm not going to be live for too long, but... I'm going to try and just see it bing, bang, 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 bada, boom, bang, bang. And, and we are out of here. <laughs> but I want somebody to receive this because it will be an error. It will be a mistake. It will be an error and it will be a mistake. If you go into next year without knowing the truth about this, it will be a, a big mistake. It will be a dangerous mistake. It will be a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous mistake. So I need somebody to share this uh, as fast as you can. Let somebody know that the prophet is on YouTube. Are you there? I see Facebook. More people are coming on. Glory be to Jesus forever and ever and ever. The Lord is indeed good and the Lord is indeed awesome and is worthy of all praise and adoration. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. 
our Lord and Savior. That changes not. Uh, let's see um, Periscope. Periscope and everybody else around the world. Dear Prophet, because of my lack of understanding, I have had times calling ministers Papa or Father. It's okay. In due time, God will give you understanding. Because not everybody is Papa. <laughs> not everybody is Papa. The Lord is good. Keep going. Let's see. Let's see who else is there. I see my people on uh, Instagram Live. Instagram Live is on. My daughter, Aileen, JD, everybody is on Instagram Live. Chai. I will remove Instagram Live. You guys are not supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Now watch this. Let's, let's go into it. There's one day I had a vision. I had a mighty, mighty vision. And I was laying down and I, I fell asleep. But while I was asleep, the Lord woke me up. And when God woke me up, I fell into a vision. And when I fell into this vision, the Lord Jesus was speaking to me about a lot of things that in due time I will share. But there's one thing that he told me. He told me, sin. Sin. And a conscience that is not pure prevents my people from receiving my love. Wow. I will never forget those words. He told me, sin and a conscience that is not pure prevents my people from receiving my love. Now, it doesn't mean that God's love cannot reach you. Listen to what he's saying. It prevents them from receiving it. Meaning the love of God is already given. The blessing of God is already given. That is why the Bible says, while yet we were still sinners, the love of Christ, the love of God was commended unto us. God already pushed his love towards everybody that is on earth. Now, the biggest issue, the biggest issue is this. Is that when sin has entered your life, the first thing that sin does is it causes your conscience to be corrupted. Now, when your conscience is corrupted, the next thing that happens is you do not see yourself as somebody that can stand before God or ask of God anything because you think your mistake is greater than God. So it distorts your ability to communicate with God. Now ask yourself this question. If sin stops people, it stops you from being heard by God. Why is it when you say, oh, Father, I am sorry, how did he hear you? <laughs> it's cold. It's cold. I need another. Is somebody catching what I'm saying? If sin... <laughs> You know, people will say, ah, sin blocks God from you. Listen, sin is not good. But how does God hear you when you have sinned? And you say, oh, Father, I ask you to forgive me. How did he hear you? Because remember, while you're still saying, Father, forgive me, you're still a sinner. 
you are repenting. But notice, even the word repentance means change your mind. God is not really interested in I am sorries. A lot of people say I am sorry, but tomorrow they will do the same thing. But God is not really interested in I am sorry because you already forgave on the cross. That is why it says, whosoever shall believe on him shall have eternal life, not whosoever shall repent. It's not whosoever shall ask for forgiveness. The fact that you call on to Jesus, eternal life has come. And when eternal life comes, God by his spirit begins to purify you, begins to sanctify you. He begins to help you to change your mind. He begins to help you to actually repent. When, 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 when John the Baptist was at the river, he kept telling people, repent, repent. Repent does not say ask for forgiveness. Repent means change your mind. So the condition of my mind determines whether I am going to be able to walk with God, whether I'm going to receive from God or whether I am not. My son, the prophet Wallace, Elias says, I was taught he only hears the prayer of repentance. <laughs> That's a lie. God hears everybody. Those good, bad, and ugly, God hears everybody. That's why he delivers everybody when they're in danger. Consistency is a whole different story because you may not be in a position to walk with him. I, I, I wish somebody could hear me. Yes, yes, yes. Glory be to our God and our Savior who remains for good and faithful forever. So what is destroying people is not the fact that nobody is praying. No, that's not the issue. The issue is the conscience of people is not good. When God looks at you, God has a clear conscience before you, for, for, concerning you. When man fell, God did not have one. That's why God prepared hell for the devil and everybody else that is disobedient. But when he gave Christ, God changed his mind. Whosoever shall believe on him shall be saved. Notice God is not caring whether somebody is a prostitute, a murderer, a thief, or whatever. The process is just believe in Jesus and I forget all, all those things are already willing. I'm willing to forget them. I'm willing to let them go. They have already been left alone. So, what is it that keeps you back when you pray? What is it that is holding you back when you pray? It's one thing. Your conscience is in the wrong place. Wow. Many of you don't believe if God can speak to you until you fast for 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> you don't believe that God can interact with you unless something somewhere happens and yet God is not like that a clear conscience like a child uh, Matthew chapter 18 verse 2 says this unless you be converted and like these little ones God is looking for you to be converted meaning there is a mindset that you need to adapt and you need to change a clear conscience makes you a candidate of what God has provided 
If God has made anointing available, you will know that you will receive that anointing and there's nothing that will stop you from receiving that anointing. You will not think, oh, but I haven't prayed. Oh, but I haven't fasted. Oh, but I haven't done this. The strength of a believer is complete reliance on the grace of God. The conscience of a person cannot be clear, cannot be clean, unless you are completely dependent on the grace of God. You are completely dependent on what God has done, not what you can do. What do you believe God has done in your life? Some will say, oh, he's given me eternal life. But is that the only thing that God has given you? He has protected me. Is that the only thing that he has given you? Very few people say, oh, I am in right standing with God. Ah, there is no way God can look at me and see me as a bad person. Because I'm fully dependent on what Christ has, has done. I have fully received what Jesus has done on the cross. So my conscience is clear. What I may have done yesterday is not me today. How confident can you be in that truth? <laughs> Determines how you're going to walk with God. Okay. Uh, Reginald Theodore asks, how do we reconcile this? with the fact that the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. Uh, and that's actually easy. That's Revelation uh, 13. It's actually easy. In fact, it reinforces my point. If Jesus died from the foundations of the earth, it means you're not supposed to die. You're not supposed to be condemned because there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So if Christ paid the price, if the Lord Jesus paid the price, why are you paying the price? Are you getting my point? If God put all our sins, our, his anger and his emotions on that. Now, the thing that is tricky is this now that you need to understand. I, I want you to see um, when you get time, I want somebody to, to watch. Uh, uh, what's it called? I want you to watch um, uh, a message I, I preached, uh, spiritual time. I taught a thing called spiritual time. Remember, in the realm of the spirit where God is the, in eternity, there is no time. Heaven has time. It's just not calculated like earth. So something that was done in the realm of the spirit already is. But to be put in the realm of men. But to be pasted or to be put in the time of men. Men's timeline develops. But that doesn't mean that what God did is now being created. God already did that before we came here. Because God knew. Because God knew, because God knew that we are going to do these things. So God was not doing like a backup plan. Uh, my brother said, I meant to say how to tie. Oh yeah, exactly like the, what, what I'm saying right now. Is that the fact that he was crucified from the foundations of the earth. It means that the clear conscience should, should have been our anchor from the beginning. This is why Adam and Eve were naked and they did not see anything wrong with it. But the moment they ate the food, they started saying, why is God covered up and why are we not covered up? Why angel? Oh, something must be completely wrong with this. Yet remember, it's him and his wife. They've seen each other all day, every day. Yeah. Now they're ashamed of even looking at each other. Yeah. It means that Adam and Eve had mistakes, but they were not conscious of it. Wow. 
It means Adam and Eve would have even done what we call sin, but they were not aware of it because they didn't know what good and evil is. They could tell the distinction. Their conscience was clear. But the moment their conscience woke up and it was sin entered them, their consciousness changed. They started trying to control what should be dependent on God. I wish somebody could catch what I'm saying. Glory be to the Lord Jesus. Glory be to God. I want you to go to to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. No, 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 12. No, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 2. What am I saying? 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 12. Uh-huh. For our rejoicing is this, the testimony of our conscience, that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not <laughs> with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, mm-hmm. we have had our conversation in the world and more abundantly to you, Lord. Read it one more time. For our rejoicing is this. Our, our rejoicing is this. The testimony of our conscience. The testimony of our conscience. That in simplicity and that, godly sincerity. Notice, in simplicity and godly sincerity. Meaning before God, what I said, I was sincere. It doesn't mean I was right. You missed it. In simplicity and godly sincerity. Meaning there are things that in your mind, if you are sincere and you did not know, your conscience is clear. Your conscience is a witness. You know, on the last day you will stand before God. Do you know what God will do? God will pull your conscience out. (laughs) You know there's something inside of you that records everything that you do in life. And heaven also records what you do in life. And the angels around your life are also witnesses to what you're doing in life. So when you stand before God, he asks you, "Eh, so and so, why did you do this? You say, I never did that. Your conscience will be like, like, yeah, we did. (laughs) Don't you notice your own conscience speaks to you? Says, eh, what you're doing right now? Why are you doing it? (laughs) You can choose to shut the conscience up. But the problem of shutting your conscience up is this. Is the voice of God also dims in your life. With godly sincerity. With godly sincerity. Read it one more time. Read it one more time. Read it one more time. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians 1 verse 12. Uh-huh. For our rejoicing is this. Uh-huh. The testimony of our conscience that in simplicity and godly sincerity, uh-huh. not with fleshly wisdom, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God. So the wisdom of man should be the grace of God. Every Christian's wisdom should be on the grace of God, not on the flesh. Mm. But by the grace of God, we mm. had our conversation in the world Mm -hmm. and more abundantly to you. 
Read, read that one more time. I want somebody to get that. For our rejoicing is this. Our rejoicing is this. The testimony of our conscience. The testimony of our conscience. That in simplicity and godly sincerity. In simplicity and godly sincerity. Not with fleshly wisdom. Not with fleshly wisdom. But by the grace of God. By the grace. So you, you don't need fleshly wisdom. I did this. I did that. What is the grace of God concerning those things? You see, you will never come out of sin unless you enter into grace. So many people are trying to battle sin, but sin cannot be overcome by anything that you do except the grace of God. If you use the wisdom of the flesh, you are going to hell. Uh, Reginald asked a good question. He said, when Adam sinned, the Bible said their eyes opened. What, what eyes the Bible is referring to? And with what eyes they look at the fruit? Uh, it's, not, it's not what you're thinking. Let me explain it to you. Let me make it simple. When Adam and Eve were walking on the earth, they were walking with a clear conscience. They never saw anything through the flesh. They saw everything through the spirit. When they ate the fruit, their spiritual eyes were closed and they only fully were seen completely through the flesh. That is why they knew they were naked and they were ashamed of their nakedness. But when they looked at their nakedness through the eyes of the spirit, there was nothing to be ashamed of. So when you rely on the flesh, you shut your spiritual eyes. You shut the ability to see things through the eyes of God. I don't know if somebody is catching what I'm saying. Everything that Adam and Eve saw while they were in the garden, and the Bible does not say they sinned. The Bible says that, what have you done? God did not say that they have sinned. The Bible says that sin has entered through them. The program of sin, of, an, uh, of a wrong conscience was entered into them. That is why you see immediately they saw nakedness to be something bad. Why is it bad? That's why God asked them, who told you you are naked? Because it means that they know the definition of nakedness. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Their consciousness became bad. Now, any husband and wife, why would you be naked, ashamed of your husband's nakedness? You're the only two people on earth. Yeah. <laughs> Are you getting how an evil conscience just doesn't make sense? Yeah. When a conscience is corrupted, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. How can a husband and wife, they sleep together, they wake up together, they have showered together, they know each other's nakedness, but you're still, ooh, Adam, how could... <laughs> 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 you are running to look for... <laughs> for <laughs> That is what an evil conscience can do. Let me show you something. Let me read, let me read something to you. This is going to be hilarious. This, this is going to be interestingly hilarious. <laughs> that is why the Bible says you are the light of the world. It's not saying that you are shining. Matthew chapter 6, verse 23. 
is not talking about uh, you being a light in the sense of in the sense of uh, what's it called in the sense of shining the bible simply says you are a light because you see things through clarity the world doesn't that's good so when the world can't see something you will see it the way it really is That is why you find I'm very simple. I don't try to be complicated because I always want my conscience to be clear. Mm-hmm. That's true. Are you ready? Yeah. Read. Uh-huh. Matthew 6, verse 23. But if then I be evil, uh-huh. thy whole body shall be full of darkness. Mm-mm. Read that again. But if then I be evil, mm-hmm. Thy whole body shall be full of darkness. Uh-huh. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, mm-hmm. how great is that darkness? Read it one more time. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. Now you have to understand, and I thought about this, I thought about the, 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 the eye of the mind. And... and uh, this has to do with the spiritual fac- faculty of your mind, the soul. The soul has a spiritual mind or the ability to see things through the mind of God. And that is why it's called the eye of the mind. If thine eye be single, your whole body will be full of light. But if thine eye is evil, your whole body will be full of darkness. Yeah. Now, why is it saying that? If my conscience darkness is starting, I'm starting to allow darkness to reign in my conscience. Mm -hmm. If my conscience begins to be corrupted, okay, an example is this. A few hours ago, my cousin was sitting here. My cousin had never seen me prophesy about anything. And he was asking me some questions. And I started going bang, 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 bang. And he was like, how, is, how do you know this? How do you know this? How is this possible? How do you know this? It's because I don't even need to see a vision. When your conscious is full of light, even the thoughts that come to me is the word of God. Mm. Somebody didn't catch what I just <laughs> said. I just exposed a big secret to you. Wow. So I don't need to sit there and raka paradia sonte pere for me to see a big vision. I don't need to. Because I have the mind of Christ. So my thoughts are not even my own. <laughs> because my conscience is clear. What does it mean your whole body will be full of light? Every single part of you will be full of the knowledge of God. And when he's saying your whole body, he's talking about your physical body, your soul, and your spirit. Because your spirit needs the cooperation of your soul. And your soul needs the cooperation of your body. The reason why you have a hard time going to the gym is because your soul wants it, but the gym doesn't. Your, your body doesn't. Your soul says, man, you will look, I'll look really good with a six-pack. The body's like, nah, give me a pizza. Give me chocolate cake. <laughs> 
your body doesn't want to. It's when you're about to do something that involves the body, the body refuses. When you're supposed to do something that involves the soul, the soul doesn't want to sit down and read. Man, we could be so far if we read. You open a book, the soul is like, nah, I don't feel like, let me watch a TV show. So you see, there are two natures that are fighting. Like a lot of people are about to have so many New Year's resolutions. But you cannot have a resolution without preparing yourself mentally. Yeah. Next year I'm going to be in the gym every single day. First day, second day, second week, <laughs> the gym is empty. <laughs> first month in the gym. Let me tell you, gyms made their, make their money first week. And first month before summer. <laughs> Those two times the gym is packed. <laughs> Am I saying the truth? Motivation is not a change of mind. That's deep. Motivation is not a change of mind or the change of a mindset. It's not. My daughter Stephanie McMillian, you are extra deep. Ah, the evangelist team. God bless you. So to be motivated is not a change of mind. This is why meditating on the word of God is so important. Yeah, tomorrow I'm going to do it. Uh, you have not changed your mind. Because tomorrow will be another tomorrow. Is somebody catching what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Let's, let's look at this. Read it one more time. Read it one more time and we shall finish. Matthew 6, uh -huh. verse 23. Uh -huh. But if thine eye be evil, if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. Thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, mm -hmm. how great is that darkness how great is that darkness meaning every single thing you do you will be in the dark mm. that is why when your conscience is not clear god gives you an instruction you say is it my mind or is it god there's no clarity about anything mm -hmm. should i go left or should i go right you become undecisive let me tell you something if you want to know you are if you're growing spiritually is when your soul is no longer all over the place. The sign of a mature Christian is talking less, the ability to observe and look, and a still soul, stillness. Be still and know that I am God. When your conscience is not pure, is not clear, there is no stillness mm -hmm. because you cannot have peace unless you know where you stand, definitely. That is why some of you, if somebody calls you, they have an issue, you say, give me a second to pray. You have to go downstairs or in your bedroom to pray, oh Lord, forgive me, wash me by the blood of Jesus now. <laughs> then you can come boldly and pray for somebody. That is why the Apostle Paul said this, let us go boldly 
before the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy in time of need. Mm -hmm. God does not sin on on the throne of judgment. God sits on the throne of grace. So if you don't know that God's throne is centered on grace, God sits on grace, you will never have the ability to just trust God wherever you are. Can you believe Jacob ran from his brother after doing his brother wrong, doing his father wrong. He ran away and God is meeting him in the wilderness saying, I am God. I will bless you where you're going. You do well where you're going. You think, God, why aren't you telling him he was a liar? Jacob means supplanter. He means deceiver. He just came from sinning. Why aren't you rebuking him? God is saying, no, I love this one. Because he wanted to get the blessing so bad that he was willing to do anything. It's not because that's why he wanted the birthright. He saw the value of the blessing of God, that he was willing to do anything to get it. But his brother who was the firstborn did not see the value of it. It's my, just my right. So somebody was fighting to be qualified. So the intensity and the importance of it, God said, I like this guy. His brother was basing it on the works of flesh. He just wanted to be positioned to receive it. Uh, My daughter Jennifer Young, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. So capture this. Capture this, everybody. I want you to capture this. YouTube, are you there? Let me see my people on YouTube. Let me instruct you now. Let me instruct you now. How do you change your conscious? Uh, Periscope, are you there? Uh, somebody, somebody on, on Periscope is, is deep. <laughs> Say, call me a demon because love is fine. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Let's go to Facebook. <laughs> uh, their conscience is clear. <laughs> Are you ready? Let me see. Now capture this. Close the door, Andrew. Close that door. Let me make it easy for you. Let me make it easy for you. The number one thing is this.
<laughs> my son Lee said, re receive it, Papa, I receive it. <laughs> Let me make it easy for you. The number one thing is this. Your opinion concerning everything should be the opinion of what God's word says. You need to examine how you look at people. Do you I see it through the eyes of grace and love and the word of God or do I see it through me? Because if your opinions are centered on you, your conscience will never be clear. Because what you're trying to make your conscience is, is carry the word of God. You need to be in a place, the Lord said that he desires that his law be written in our hearts. Now what is in your heart is what you act on. People who are bitter in their, act, in their, in their heart, they act out bitterness. People who are angry in their heart, they act out of, they act out of anger. People have disappointment in their life. Everything they do, they always think that something disappointing is going to happen. So all their opinions are based and centered off that one thing. I don't know if somebody is catching me. Everybody is dealing with something different, but you need a reset for something different. Because it's not about what you say you are. It's about what does God say you are. Yeah. Who I think I am doesn't matter. Nor will it bring anything good. Who you think you are doesn't matter. Nor will it bring anything good. But what you think of yourself in line with what God says is what matters. And to make that the truth. The Lord Jesus said, I am the truth. Meaning everything that Jesus ever said concerning you is true. And that needs to be what you see yourself. Let me tell you the honest truth. Every day I want to stand and prophesy to somebody. It is my belief in God speaks to me that causes God to speak to me. The, do the day I base it off me is the day I won't hear the voice of God. Because I didn't work for it. I never worked for it. The day I base my ability to see in the realm of the spirit off what I can do is the day I stop seeing in the spirit. Begin to take the word of God like a prescription pill. You need to take the word of God as a pill. I will never be judgmental anymore. You read that scripture, it enters you. You go to the people that you, they never liked you or anything and shake their hand, love them, bless them and move on. Until that thing of, I don't like this person leaves you. As long as you have that in you. You will never have a clear conscience. 
That is why the Bible says, give those who don't like you a cup of water to be cold on their head. If I can give you something, it means I've let go of everything about you. You cannot be a child of God. Oh, that person, I don't like them. I'm not saying you're going to connect with everybody. Some people you will not be best friends with. You don't need to be best friends with anybody or everybody. But some people, you don't need to look at somebody and you already have an opinion. Let God give you an opinion concerning people. Let God speak to you about people. Don't look at people and say, mm, look at how they dress or look at how they look like. Ah, uh ah, -uh. that's demonic. You know that's demonic. Ah, the Apostle Omar, the greatest apostle of our time. Thank you so much, sir. <laughs> ah, you need to bring me back to New York. Great apostle. Is somebody capturing what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. Some of you, you need to let go of what your mother said about you, what your father said about you, what your cousin said about you. Amen. What they said, don't be like, oh, I reject that. No, it's not what God said, I don't care. You know, some things you just have to let them fall off you. Oh, they said this, they think this about me. Let every opinion that runs in your heart and in your mind, let it be rooted in what God has said. Let that be your truth. Let that be your strength. Let that be your focus. That is where you're going to see the results of God. That is where it will be easy for God to speak to you. Learn to give without expectation. Learn to love without expectation. Don't expect anything from anybody. The only one you can expect something from is God. Don't expect anything from anybody. They can disappoint you. I wish somebody could hear me right now. This is what changes you in the sight of God. This is what begins. This is where you, you, things begin to change, transform, turn, and turn, and turn, until you become exactly what God wants you to be. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. Not as a man prayeth. My prayer means nothing if I don't think the way I'm praying. So my thinking supplements or empowers my prayer. Mm -hmm. So if my conscience is corrupted, it means my thinking will be corrupted. If my conscience is clear, then my prayer will be clear. Mm -hmm. My thoughts will be clear. Everything about me will be clear. So if my thinking, I become what I think, then it's very important I should pray as much as I change my thinking. Prayer is not just praying. You need your thinking. All these things need to be aligned. As a man prayeth, so is he. Not as a man, uh, not as a man prayeth, as a man thinketh. 
how do you think? As a man thinketh, so is he. Not as a man prayeth. Ah, uh -uh. That is why you can go to a, 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 a man of God. He can dip you, baptize you in anointing oil, and you're still the same. <laughs> the highest level of deliverance is confronting ignorance. As a man thinketh. As a man thinketh, not as a man prayeth. As a man thinketh, not as a man prayeth. So my prayer is a result of how I think. <laughs> you don't pray for big things because you don't believe you can have big things because your mind does not allow you to get big things. Aish, I wish somebody heard that. YouTube, are you there? Glory be to the living Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Listen, there is no healing for the conscious. You just need to renew it. You renew it by, listen, this is, when you listen to a lot of the word of God, you read a lot of the word of God, you pray and spend time in God. Everything that you give time to influences your thoughts. An example, if you watch uh, 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 an action movie, doo -doo 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 -doo, guns and everything, hey, you go to sleep, you see yourself in an action movie because it influences your thoughts. So I can train my conscious mind and my subconscious mind by what I do every day. You watch Kung Fu movies, you see yourself with Jet Li. You see yourself. Facebook, are you there? Glory. Hallelujah. So, in finishing, In finishing, in finishing, <laughs> in finishing, <laughs> in finishing, this is your prayer. Go before God, go before God and ask the Lord. Go before God and ask the Lord. Uncle Chris, what's up? Go before God and ask God this.
Lord, remove every thought that is in my subconscious since I was a child that is not right. Those natural reactions that I have since I was a child, remove them out of me, O oh Lord. Remove them out of me. Remove them out of me. I no longer want to speak like that. I no longer want to talk like that. I have trust issues. I have uh, self-esteem issues. I have faith issues. Lord, I pray, remove these things out of me. When you get to a place where you can do that, everything about you will shift and everything about you will change. When you pray, things change. I want you to pray. I'm going to pray with you right now. All those who are giving, God bless you. Thank you for supporting this work. And, and I'm going to pray for you now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everybody that is watching. I pray that wherever they are, whatsoever they are doing, I pray, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, help their conscious mind, help their subconscious mind. Remove everything in them that was bothering them since they were a child, their abuse or how they were let down or what they went through. I pray that, Lord, you would transform them and switch them and change them. I pray that there will be a complete change in them this day. Lord, I pray that your spirit will purify their conscience, will sanctify their conscience, that they will become a different person. Father, I thank you that this is done in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. God bless everybody. This is the prophet Lovi. Uh, uh, God bless you. God increase you. Somebody on um, Instagram live said, uh, Mezia Mish says, Prophet Lovi, what you are teaching, learned conditioning. We learned in psychology school. People pay hundreds of dollars to remove things from their subconscious, but the Holy Spirit does it for free. Amen. Exactly. Amen. That is the truth. Well, God bless everyone. God increase everybody. I love you and may God keep you from this day in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen and amen. Shalom, shalom. I saw God giving him a platform in Hollywood, this one. I saw him becoming very known and very famous. I don't know what you do, but I saw your star just going. Because when I looked at him, I saw him becoming as big as Kevin Hart, this one. What do you do? Stand up comedy. In the realms of the spirit, when you were carrying him, there was a big challenge in the realm of the spirit. It was a difficult pregnancy to yes. carry him. Yes. To the point that it looked like you're going to lose him at some point. Yes. Because I remember I am seeing it in the realms of the spirit. When you're about four months going to five months, yes. I saw you bleeding that yes. you thought that you actually lost him. Yes, yes. Prophesy.
I am trying to understand what these two angels are saying because I'm hearing one saying, God with us, and the other one is saying, Emmanuel. Uh, what is that? spirit you see what is on your shirt the lord said me your name is what is on your shirt hallelujah what is your name rose what do you have on your shirt hallelujah ah, yeah, 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 i don't know why where's my mama gonna power i saw fire jumping from her and coming to you and i'm trying to understand why when i looked at you i saw high when i saw her i saw you are you a nurse you're in the medical field Go to her, put the mic on her. I'm a nurse. Were you married before? Okay, go to my mama Ghana. I'm divorced. I saw somebody else with a name like Campbell. Campbell. As I was walking in the realms of the spirit, God says that he's about to bless the Campbell family. Prophesy. I saw somebody in the Bible called Anna, but God said no, Anne. Tracy Anne. Ah. Prophesy. I saw God taking words and run with it to the ends of the world. What does he do? Amen. Who is like Ogaga, Ogaga? Do you know somebody called Kenny? Kenny, that's me. Is Kenny, you? Ogba, Ogaga. Kenny. Ogba, Ogaga. Professor. Who has a name that starts with like an M? Just said Maria. Maria. <laughs> Because I was looking at you there, I'm seeing an M on your forehead. I saw God putting a garment on somebody called Jonathan. My first name. Professor. Professor. In 2013, you are not supposed to be here. Hey! You had surgery. Major surgery. I looked at you and I saw an x-ray. I saw your body beyond the flesh. And the Lord told me that we need to pray for his lungs. I'm sick right now. Where? It's in, in the lungs. You've seen me before. I've never seen you before. How yeah. can I know these things? I know one thing about you. You are real. 